Hey everyone, I'm Tima from Shades and Pages and welcome to Brazenly Shady, your ticket to hot and unfiltered conversations about all things black romance. Tap in everybody, we're about to take y'all on a ride. Welcome to uh, Brazenly Shady, the podcast. Hey, Hey. I'm Sharonda and... And I'm Tamar. So what do you do, bitches? bitches? (laughs) That's a way to start off. Hey, bitches, how y'all doing? Um, so we're gonna talk about uh, two books today. Um, actually, two ARCs. Because people out there giving us ARCs, and we appreciate you so much for trusting us with your precious baby. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, thank you to Cherish Reed mm-hmm. and Alexandria House. Mm-hmm. We will be discussing so, their books today. Yes, and we're going to start off with Charis's book, um, which was I'll Come For You. I'll Come For You. I'll Come For You. Uh, <laughs> oh, I feel like, what that song name? Whitney Houston, I want to come for you. Even though to say run to you, I know the, the lyrics, but I'm putting cherishes. Because I'm about, <laughs> wait a minute, you don't you know, know me like, wait, I know the lyrics. What? Listen, don't, don't do that to Whitney. Don't do that to Nippy. Okay? Don't do it. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Okay? I love me some uh, Whitney. Okay, we love us some Whitney, so don't be trying to be changing her songs I'm around, just okay? putting Cherish, I'll come to you. <laughs> I can't think. Y'all gonna take these anyway. <laughs> you gonna get this bad singing. I don't say bad. It's not bad. It's different. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. So. Mm. But yeah, it's I'll come to you, and it... um. Didn't it release in March, right? It released it actually March. released March twenty fourth. Yes. Uh, so again, thank you so much to Charish. Uh, Charish, I want to. I want to hope, and I'm saying, I hope, I pray, I'm saying your name right. But uh, Charish Reed. So thank you, ma'am. And I got yeah. one more. I got one more lyrics. One more oh. lyrical lesson. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. With Charish. Okay, it's by Ashadi. Charish today. <laughs> I'm gonna need for you to go on somewhere. I'm gonna need for you to go on somewhere and oh, cut it out. It, you know that? Well, Come listen, on now. Sade is my listen. <laughs> that's my bitch right there. Okay. 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 All right. Moving on. Sorry, y'all. I had to do that. She had to do that. We <laughs> don't know why. But so Cherish's book is uh this is a full-length story, paranormal yes. romance. Mm-hmm. Uh and basically with the story, we have Whitney and her sister Whitney Beck and her sister Helen, mm-hmm. who have taken over their grandmother's uh BNB. Yeah, the grandmother moved, passed on and she left them a, um she left them her business, her B and B. And kind of find out, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, these sisters find out this shit is truly, really, honestly fucking haunted. Like, this ghost was not playing no games with these hoes. And they was like, uh... So Helen gets the idea to call this uh, ghost... uh, Ghost hunters. Ghost hunters. Ghost 
It was ghost, ghost hunters. hunters. Ghost hunters. Y'all know how the little fake reality TV shows they be in people's house fake searching for ghosts and stuff. So that's what this, this it was on it was on that level, you know what I'm saying? But this they are actually dealing with a real paranormal uh experience and nobody was prepared, not even the damn people from the show. Yeah. Uh and then Whitney gets a chance to run into uh a old not an old flame, it was a high school crush. Yeah, Dion Grant. Dion Grant. They but almost she, had sex. They almost. Ain't that they, something? They almost had sex, but they ain't did nothing. So they almost had sex um, in the high Lord, school. Like the good years. Lord played our girl out because she couldn't go through with the good sex. So, you know, she couldn't go through what probably would have been bomb sex. Dion read like he had Dion a Dion probably, probably would have dropped some top tear penis on her, but she didn't yeah. want to child. Yeah, poor baby. Poor baby, the Lord just ain't had it. The Lord it just wasn't in her cars that night. So they find out that Dion, um, unbeknownst to them, Dion is actually uh, on. He's like a uh, the cameraman. He's a the cameraman, cameraman for yeah. the show. And Whitney is uh, Whitney is not a big fan of the show. She doesn't really believe in all of that, but she, she knows they got a real motherfucking problem in this house. Yeah. Uh, but her sister Helen is a big fan, and this is how. And then the other thing is Whitney just finally decides to have this show in uh, the B&B because they are losing business. Yeah. So that's, that's going to give them a little jump start. And this is where the little second chance at a romance comes mm -hmm. into play. Mm -hmm. And they had, um, I feel like they had good tension, good sexual tension in the book. They had very good, I think they had very good sexual tension on page, Whitney and uh, Dion. Um, you already knew that something was there that, but mm -hmm. they just never got a chance to act it on, act on it. You know, she had her career. He had his career in TV. He mm -hmm. was always chasing the dream and stuff like that. So they never really got an opportunity to act on those feelings. And the opportunity comes now. I mean, in the middle of a fucking haunting, but you know. <laughs> okay. Better okay. late than never, bitch. legit. I was a little bit scared, like for real. You know, I don't read this type. I'm sorry, don't laugh at me. I don't read I'm this laughing, shit. Bitch. I'm laughing. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I don't be reading no scary shit now. You know, I stay away from horror. I barely like if it's thrillers, it's gotta be a domesticated thriller because I need like domestic violence or so wife getting, you know. <laughs> I don't need girl, I was scared. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Like the first scared, chapter was intense. You know yeah, it, it was. Very intense. Especially like I, the first chapter, she really does go in from the first chapter. I was like, What's going on? I'm like, girl, is it? I was like, damn, Jarish. Like, the first chapter was like very whoa. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she took off running with the first chapter. We actually, you really do believe that there is something going on inside of this house. Like, it's not in anybody's brain or head. You know, nobody's just, like, fake seeing shit. Like, this shit is really happening. And it's funny because the shit, is, the room above Whitney's room is where this motherfucking thing is at. <laughs> Let me tell you how fast I would have moved to my room. Let me tell you how fast I would have moved. Move! I was moving out the room. I was moving out the whole house. Listen, the, whole, the ghost. I'm like, 
Listen, I'm like Whitney in the beginning. Black people don't do ghosts, and that's a motherfucking statement, bitch. Okay. Okay, so I busted out laughing when I read that part because I was like, you know what? She got a print. Because <laughs> I was really wondering why they were still there. Listen, sell, sell grandma shit. But Whitney wanted to hold on to the house because of the past that she had. She came from a really bad experience when she was managing a hotel and that hotel got caught up in a hurricane. So this yeah. is kind of like her chance to build something and make it's something work. And she really wasn't trying to let this ghost scare her out. But I'm sorry, bags would have been packed. I would have been fucking gone. Sorry. At that point? It was the ghost house. The ghost could have it. Y'all take out the silverware, your china, right. have a nice dinner party because, bitch, I right. was not. out. Okay. Bitch. I would have been out. Yeah. Bags packed, no looking back. Sorry, grandma and shit getting sold. Okay. Like, mm. I feel like the um, the beginning was very um, intense. It was. After the beginning, I feel like it kind of like simmered down a little bit where it was like less. Because I was like, honestly, when I read the first part, I was like, nah, is this book going to be like this the whole time? Because, baby, I, I know. I, I, might have, I might have to stop. I can't do all that. I, um, like, I can't do that. But 100% agree. Uh, it did take off running. And then once we get to the middle, once we start, once the ghost punters show up, and Whitney and Dion start getting to know each other again, start, you know, having conversations and being around one another again. It, you know, the story kind of like, you know, falls a little flat. And for me, it fell a yeah. little flat towards the uh, middle of the book. But I did like, I did like Whitney that if we could go back to Whitney and Dion, I did like them as a couple. Yes. I feel like they had this, they were older. So I feel like they had this uh, maturity where... I feel like they didn't really beat around the bush when it came to their feelings. It was like, you know what? I've been, yep. I've been loving you. I wouldn't say loving. I've been feeling you for mm -hmm. all these years and mm -hmm. let's do this. It was like, it was like a, a mature conversation. Right. So to speak, if that makes sense. If I'm makes if a I'm whole lot sense. of sense. Yeah. Like they ain't, they ain't playing. It's like, you know, you know, tiptoeing around the fact that I want you, you want me, let's do this. So I like that part and I did like their age. Like they were. They yeah, were I love the fact that they were older. Like Dion was 40 and Whitney I, was like, what, 38? Yeah. So I love the fact that they were like older. Like I dug that so much. I wholeheartedly agree with Tama. They did not play around. It wasn't no tiptoeing around and shit like that. It was like, listen, I got a business to run. And Dion was like, I ain't going to, you know, I might, I might have to leave here when all of this is over, but I'll be back. And we're going to act and we're going to do what we got to do. So I really love that she didn't play around with their feelings for each other. And they just knew that what, however this haunted ended up going, they were still going to, they decided they were still going to have a relationship. And I like that. Yeah. And um, I did like Whitney and her, uh, her sister too. Oh, I love this. this her I, sister's did, relationship. It was, I did like the um, sibling relationship. Yes, I think Cherish Cherish does a really good story of doing black uh, female relationships really mm -hmm. well, and that's just from me reading her other books. She does a really good job of putting uh, black women on page together, and she doesn't find the need to insert 
uh, white women in the story. Like even with her interracial romances, she doesn't find the need to have like like the black woman in the story has black people around her. And black I like friends because that. that's very important. Authors, y'all mm, can't be having mm. black women out here with no black friends, no family around. Like, come what on now. That? Y'all gotta stop that shit. That shit is weird. When I see black people without black friends, I side eye them off jump. They better how? be on a lunch date. That better be a work lunch date. How? Because that was me the other day on a with my one of my coworkers. That <laughs> she found a new job that's closer to home because she was like driving an hour to get to work. Oh hell so, no. And it was all the white people, and here come me, try my little, uh, my little black beans in the in the pot of rice. Here comes me. <laughs> here come me, the hey. black beans in the pot of rice, baby. I was right there. So Tamer was yeah. the only Negro in the house. El Negro in the house, and I was cute too. Bloop. Hello, cuteness. <laughs> Hello. But yeah, she does so, that yeah. really, really well. And I did enjoy uh, Whitney and Helen's relationship on page. They had a really close good relationship they were like you know joking around with each other yeah, telling yeah, each other humor. about each other That's so yes very good humor i love their relationship yeah. it was really really well done i mean it the, i think she did a really good job of putting whitney's and dion's feelings on page as well as the other yes. people like she did a well balanced she uh with everybody and my she own, is a wonderful writer this is oh, um, she writes really really well disclosure this is my that. first book by Cherish. This is my first book by Cherish. So her mm -hmm. writing is beautiful. She is an amazing writer. Amazing. Like it's like reading poetry when you're reading her. It's like it just flows. It makes you want to just walk from side to side. Child. Okay. Love the book. Give me a hug. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love it. So this was my yeah. first book from her. So I definitely, yeah, she's a really uh, an amazing writer. Um, and that's just from me reading a couple other books of hers. I And like I said, this is her first um, Black romance. Mm -hmm. um, and, she did a, and she did a good job. Now, the only thing that I would take issue with in this book is that I feel like The Haunting did overshadow Whitney's and Dion's relationship like we saw like like we said earlier she didn't play around with these two getting together but this haunting kind of like overshadowed their uh romance in a way you know what i'm saying like we did we we got them on page but we didn't really get like a full experience in them on page yeah and i want a little bit more of that that's all but other than that i ain't had no problem with this book it was it was a well-written good book and i'm not mad at it yeah i'm I not mad like at I it all I feel like I did want more of their relationship mm -hmm. on page, more just more of them developing what they um had before. And mm -hmm. like you said earlier, the the haunting, which was um I did agree. I do agree that it overpowered the romance. Yeah. I feel like I would have liked to see a better mixture of the paranormal aspect right. in a romance. So that was my biggest issue with this, with this story. But other than that, it was good. Yeah, this was a good read. And, and you know, just to, just to, you know, let you guys know that Whitney is also, she's dealing with a past trauma when she was caught up in this last job in this situation. So we're, we're reading that. So I feel like with... With that, and that's where Dion came in really good, really making her feel comfortable with these people being in her business when she ain't really want them there. 
Um, so, and I just want to say, like, that motherfucking Pam lady would have got smacked in the face when she said some smack, some smart shit about the grandmother. I bitch, don't come in here with that shit. Grandma and fucking Louisiana dead. I mean, Barry, okay? Don't come up in here with that bullshit. Whitney, Dion was like, oh, 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 oh wait, wait, wait. I know I you was going to like that. I was like, girl. You'd be like, bye. Like, Pam, what is you doing, girl? Like, don't bring my grandmother up. Cut it out. Cut it out. Like, <laughs> I know you got to do your little reality TV spiel, but don't get smacked, girl. Don't get smacked, you know? But for the most part, this was a really good book, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Not mad yeah. at it. It was um, it was a good um, introduction to Cherish's writing for me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, um, I really... I really like her writing style. I would have mm-hmm. preferred more romance. Mm-hmm. And um and the sex scenes were spicy. Yeah, the sex scenes was was it was it was getting now. Uh, it was <laughs> like I know. I was like, okay, Cherish. <laughs> she said, I know. But I just I just wanted a little bit more romance. Yes. You know, yes. I feel like this was more along the lines, had romantic elements. Right. Paranormal story definitely with romantic elements yeah. up under there. So, you know, I but, wouldn't I wouldn't call this like a straight paranormal romance. You know, it's paranormal with romantic elements. But yeah, job well done. I'm not mad at the story. Yeah. I enjoyed everybody's energy on page. I thought the side characters were great as well. She really went out the she really ran out the fucking gate with the smoky shit, especially with that motherfucker sitting at the table. Is this a series? Because I don't know. Let me tell you how fast bags would have been packed and then nigga head would have been knocked. He would his head would have been knocked off, blocked, knocked off. Ain't no way. <laughs> is this a series, Cherish? Because baby, I don't know if I'm gonna make it to book two. Because oh, Mike. I was like, is Mike gonna be okay? <laughs> Because ah, that ghost was not playing with Mike. I was like, is Mike going to be okay? Yeah. I just, yeah. But overall, one. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And a good introduction for me to Cherish. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to do more of the spooky shit. <laughs> but, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I would definitely, uh, this was a great, this was another great read for me. Another great follow-up. Um, again, uh, I think Charis is a phenomenal writer, and if you have not read her books, I suggest you uh, get up on on it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna move on over to Personal by Alexandria House. Oh, always Alexandria House. That wasn't done on purpose. I- I'm just old, and I be mixing up people' names and shit. So forgive me. I was about to say something. So I was about to say somebody else's name. So thank you for the same thing. <laughs> so uh, personal is the third book in her uh, site. What is I it? Houston. St. Louis. St. Louis series. Where did I get Houston from? St. Louis Cyclone. Yes. Book three. So, this is book three. Is this a three book series? Yeah, I think this is the last. I think it was a trilogy. I think this is the last okay. book in the series. So we're um we're done mm-hmm. with the cyclones. Okay. And yeah, so this is um Armand and Ella McLean's book. Yes. Um I have I 
Now, Tamer's telling me that Armin shows up in a couple of books that I I, I read the audio. I, I listened to the audio of her Roni Yoon universities, but I, I child, I don't remember Armin nowhere, but whatever. Uh, he shows up in Teach Me, I think. I think and that's I, and Yeah, I listened to Teach Me. Because so. Nate um, is his um agent. So he shows up in Teach Me. Oh, okay. And then he's also in book two of the McLean's Brothers series. Let mm -hmm. me love you. Let me show you, I think. Yeah, let me love you. Let me show you. Let me free you. Yeah, I think it's let me show you. Okay. Well, this is the third book. This is Armin and Ella's story. Um, and uh, Ella and Armand are uh, relatives uh, through marriage. I won't say relatives because they end up being together, but um, Ella is Leland's niece. Ella is Big South daughter. Right. And uh, Armand is Leland's wife, Kim's son. Is that I'm her name, sorry. Kim? That book is Let Me Hold You. Let you let me hold let you. me show you is book three. It is let me love correction. you, let me hold you, let me show you, let me free you. Correction, correction. yeah, correction, and then okay. it's let me please you after that. So, okay, correction. okay. So, Ella is Big South's daughter, and Armand, we meet Armand in Let Me Hold You, and he is Kimmy's son. And he's mm -hmm. also a basketball player. Um, he was with the St. Louis Cyclones in that book, but he's been traded around, and now he's back with the Cyclones. And he's been traded around because Armin has big anger issues, and um, they, he finally ends up um, in the Houston. Uh, I'm sorry, Houston. Why the fuck I keep saying Houston? Uh, I, don't say, I don't know. Houston is on my brain. Beyonce. Anyway, um, but. Um, he ends up in the, uh, that's my girl. Uh, he ends up in the uh, St. Louis Cyclones home and he's not, um, he's not a fan of it, but he got to go. Nate pretty much tells him if he don't go, it, it's like whatever, because pretty much nobody else wants him. But Armin pretty much doesn't want to go because he doesn't like Kimmy's husband, Leland. We knew <laughs> this from, we knew this from Let Me Hold You that him and uh McLean Leland McLean was in the best of friends mm -hmm. so him being back in St. Louis is supposed to be some type of redemption arc for him where he's supposed to basically Nate told him that hey if you don't try to go to therapy I can't be your agent anymore he basically told him he couldn't help him no more because he was just too angry Nobody ain't gonna want to fuck with you unless you get your shit together. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So he's and and you know what? I I feel like he did exhibit some redeeming qualities. Like I did enjoy when he was trying to build a relationship with his brothers and sisters. I did like that. But if I am being Honest, which and I pride myself on honesty. This was not my favorite book by Alexandria House. I I did I'm, I'm just gonna name off my issues with this book and then we can, you know, just free fall talk. So 
so my thing with Armin was I felt like he was just he was just too angry. Okay, so in my and one issue I had with him was his relationship with Kimmy. Um, I felt like he. So as you read the story, you see that there's an issue um, between him and Kimmy. He it, it seems like they don't they not seems like but they don't have a good relationship. And I just felt like he was holding. And the more you go into the story, you find out that his mother was abused. You know, she was. She was physically abused in her previous relationships before she got with Leland and Armin was witness to that. So I just felt like he was holding her abuse against her because I, for me, I couldn't figure out the way he treated her. I couldn't figure out why he treated her that way. Like in this, she was literally just like so soft spoken and just she you knew this woman just wanted some kind of any kind of relationship with her son and i just felt like she was just you know just willing to just like deal with any way that he he any opportunity to have some you know to be in his space or have some type of space time with him but i just felt like the way he he handled that relationship with her and the way he said things sometimes to ella he held her abuse against her you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I, I, I watching a parent get physically abused like that would mess up any child. See, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I felt like Kim was tiptoeing around him. Like oh, she, she definitely was tiptoeing around him. There, had, there was no conversation about what happened between him and his mom from book two. Yes. They should have had a conversation about that. I feel like Kim was just tiptoeing around him, just so happy that he's actually giving her the time of day to even interact with her. She was not trying to hold him accountable for the stuff that he did. And, and when I say hold accountable, I don't mean like in a in a negative way, but have a conversation. Armand, what, why were you so angry? Like, I know he keeps saying, oh, I saw my mom get uh, fucked up from other men and, and that fucked me up, but to the point where you see me get fucked up from other men. It fucked you up, but you fucking me up. Like, it's just like the circle ain't circling for me. And that conversation should have happened. Even when he was in therapy, the, I feel like the therapist did not go deep enough. That, that man needed help. He needed therapy. And yeah. it should have been on page. It should have been more intense. It should have been deeper than what happened it just it wasn't enough for me i agree I, I do feel like by the end of the story we should have gotten some type of conversation between armand and kim about the their past yeah didn't get that and i didn't and it, and it it didn't for me it didn't satisfy me by the end of the story with him just saying i'm sorry to her no, like that wasn't enough for me. I, I wanted them to have a conversation. I wanted him to, I wanted to know why he felt the need to not have a relationship with his mother. Cause he literally didn't want to have a relationship with her. He didn't want to be around her. She would invite him to the house. He didn't want to go and all this other stuff. So it was just like, I, I just really needed a conversation on page for him to explain like the fuck. Cause for me, for you yeah. to be acting like that, something else had to have happened to you as, as a kid or as a, something. Cause why are you acting like that? 
And to piggyback off of what you said about him not coming around, that's why, honestly, it was so hard for me to believe in any connection that he actually had with Ella. Because how you get, how how you like her, like how y'all like each other, because you wasn't coming around. I know Ella wasn't around you because Ella, when we, the last time we were actually introduced to Ella was a teenager. And now we got young adult Ella. So it's Mm -hmm. like, Ella wasn't even following you on Instagram. So where does connection come from? Where does I've been watching you and you've been watching me from where? Instagram? <laughs> because y'all ain't was never in the same proximity. In the and, and, and I mean, it just didn't add up to me. And then piggybacking off of what you said about Armand not having a conversation with his mom in book two, him and his grandma had this relationship where I felt that his grandma was actually putting him against his mom. So mm. I was expecting to have some type of conversation for him and his grandma to have some type of conversation of what happened back when he was behaving like a j- a, a jackass. Nothing happened. Yeah. Nothing happened. I feel like I feel like there it was feel- no closure. It, it, no, it was no closure. It for me in this book. And then Ella being into BDSM, Ella having all this issue. It's like we, the last time we were actually privy to seeing anything from Ella, Ella was a teenager. So we're going from Ella being a teenager to young adult Ella. What happened in the be- in the middle of that, we, we weren't privy to that. So we don't know what happened. We don't know about her boyfriend um, on one. We don't know when she went into therapy when she started the BDSM, all of that is just lost in the sauce and we're here confused as in, okay, we're still seeing little Ella, but now Ella's grown up, rightfully so, but we, we don't get to see that. Right. And, 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 and we get some like backflashes of the, because in this story, Ella is remembering her relationship with Onwan. It was a very abusive, toxic relationship. Um, so we're getting some memories from her uh, having this uh, relationship with this man. And, um, you know, she it's the anniversary of his death coming up. So she's feeling this pressure of trying to stay, you know, trying to be like this, I guess, a good girlfriend to a dead yeah. man, you know, and it's, and it's like, you know, people are holding her to the standard you know, because of this godlike status that on one had. So, you know, the, people were still holding her to that. So she is going through a very depressive mode. And for me, the BDSM in the story did not work because Ella was depressed. She was she was spiraling because she was reliving this relationship with on one. And she was also supposed to be not supposed to be but she was also teaching Armand how to be a submissive and my thing with that was how was she teaching this man to be a submissive when she was depressed I and, I and we didn't know. get none of her we didn't get no like we saw certain conversations of Armin having with his therapist, not not a deep dive like like Tamer said, but you know we saw some conversations. But with Ella reliving that abuse 
and remembering stuff and then you know his fans on the you know on the anniversary of his death you know his fans are stalking her harassing her we didn't see ella have any type of therapy as well and she needed it so my on thing one, on one came out of nowhere i was like who the hell is this because i i don't know this man <laughs> sorry to this man that's how I felt. I was like, sorry to this man. Who this man, to this man. And it's just like, I didn't even believe in the uh, the BDSM aspect of it. And when I say I didn't believe in it, I felt like Armand being a submissive. He was just and him and him uh just falling in line so quick. The Armand that I know, because in the book, not the way he was acting up in the beginning in this damn book, tearing shit up, fighting <laughs> people on go from he. I mean, he literally went. This Negro went literally from zero to a one hundred all the time. Real quick, so it was really and, hard to believe. And I'm not saying that, that just, it's not yes, because coming from reading BDSM, people in Armin's situation with the right type of training and stuff like that it could be easier for him to give up his control to someone in a romantic or you know a romantic relationship but which i feel though, like was supposed to but that easy the armand will be like nah because it made a team in the book like he gave it up he gave it up because he just wanted well, to fuck her. The Armand I know would have been like, I'm a basketball player. I got mad bitches. Like, I can fuck whoever I want to fuck. Which he like, was saying in the beginning because he did not want to, he did not want to be as submissive to her. He he initially only agreed to it because, like Tana said, he, he wanted to sleep with Ella. He wanted Ella that bad. But I just feel like Ella wasn't in a type of headspace to be, training him to be her submissive like she just wasn't like i said this woman was depressed she was depressed because of what she was going through so i'm sorry i just know because it made it seem like he said because in one part of the book ella said he just needed somebody to love on him and care for him and take care of him but his mom was willing to do that but you never gave he her wouldn't a letter. He wouldn't letter because you was mad and kim like if you the book his ah. mother was willing to his mother was willing to give him love and show him love and stuff, but he didn't want a relationship with his mother. And and, and that was a big irksome for me inside of this book. Because again, I feel like he held her abuse towards him because we didn't have a conversation. And if that wasn't the case, we there was no conversation on page between them to say that 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 wasn't the one. What was the reason? You know what I mean? We didn't get a reason why, you know? And everybody. And honestly, pick, going back to Ella, mm -hmm. we already know the issues that Esther had with Big South and Joe. And we find out that Big South was an Ella daddy, but we find that out from book one, right? So we've been waiting all this time for this big reveal for Esther to have this conversation with, with Ella and it never happened. Well, I, 90% I, into this book, huh? Ella ain't had no conversation. Like, I get it. Yeah. Found excuse me i get it boundaries right but y'all didn't even talk about it yeah. we didn't even figure out like we know who ella daddy is but ella finding out who her daddy is wasn't even on page like mm -hmm. i feel like i was not well we knew we know who the daddy is because he you know who the daddy is but he uh, 
Well, I would just say I just feel like this this by the end of the story, I it just felt I feel like we we especially the ending just read a little rushed, like it was rushed through, so we can get to this happily ever after with um you know between Armand and Ella. Um, there was a lot of incomplete narratives for me. Um, I, you know, the situation with Ella and her mother, like I really had, I mean, you know, like Tama said, boundaries, boundary, boundaries. And it, it seems like her mother was still out here playing for games and Ella didn't want to deal with her. So, right, I understood that rightfully so. Um, but as, but a fan, as a fan who's been following this series from book mm -hmm. one with Big South, I felt that I wanted more. I felt mm -hmm. like I deserved a little more. Like we, I wanted to, I wanted Ella and her mom to have, I wanted Esther, hold Esther accountable, make her ask her questions. What happened? Her daddy know, like she say, she say um, her daddy Call her when he was drunk. Do he freaking know that Ella know that he's his? Like, I'm still, I'm not he satisfied. Is from, from the way Ella told that story, he don't even remember calling satisfied. her drunk. And <laughs> she ain't even, is she, and then she, she, it sounds like she don't, she ain't even 100% sure that Big South know that she know. So right. it's, it's so many things that I feel like I'm not, I'm not 100% satisfied with. Right. As, no, a, as a reader and as a big fan of the series, I feel like I'm gonna. This is my this is my um my thoughts, mm -hmm. and you know, I personally feel that Ella and Aman should not have been together. I but it's just me. Mm -hmm. I feel like they shouldn't have been together because the complexity of their backstory and the way that their story needed to be told, the backstory, the development that we supposed to get from these two characters, it would have been better if they were, they actually was paired with somebody else. I feel Where like- could have been given, because for, for Ella and Armand to have a story in less than 200 pages, me personally, oh, hell nah, no. Yeah. Mm -mm. No, I, I agree. I I will agree that I, di I did not see these two together as a couple. Armin was just, especially with Ellen co Ella coming from the abuse that she came from with On One, I did not see her falling that quick and that hard for Armin, given his uh his anger issues. Like he had real serious anger issues and this needed to be a more, I don't know, this this probably, this should have been like more of a, a fully developed relationship with them, especially with the whole BDSM narrative. Um, I don't think we got enough of, I, we, I don't feel like we got enough of their backstories on page yes. for yes. them to be this happily ever after couple would have got uh, a happily ever after couple with a damn married and with a damn baby on the way at the end of this damn book like no no it was just too many plot holes too many things felt rushed through and incomplete so it and it really made it really made it like unbelievable also wanted some type of conversation between leland and Ar uh, and armin like he was literally walking around 
like ready to fight this damn man who just loved his mother. And I, I just needed Armin to have some more conversations with people. And and we didn't get that, you know. And yeah, I I will say that, yeah, this probably wasn't um I love Alex House, but I will agree that this probably wasn't my one of my yeah. favorite books at all by her. I it was just really hard to believe Ella and mm-hmm. Armin being together at the end of the story. I, yeah. I, I, I'm honestly, and I'm never one to say this because I hate long ass books, but this needed to be uh, a long story. This needed to be more of a completed story. And we had like 40 chapters inside of this book and it's, it, and things still felt, you know, in my opinion, you know, things still felt incomplete and, you know, especially that ending, it was, it was just too, too neatly wrapped up in a bow. That's what I'll say. It, it was just too neatly wrapped up and um, I just wanted more. I, I, yeah. Damn, this is the I first know. time I'm agreeing with Tammy, y'all. I wanted more. Girl, what? <laughs> but I'm, all, I'm a big Alex House fan, always will be Alex House fan, always will be her work. Yes. But this book, I was, I'm here wanting, I'm ready to tussle. Like, <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I Alex, you know what? This is not my favorite book from Alex. And you know how I am when it comes to Alex House. I'd be like, Shawanda, what happened? You ain't read this yet? What's going on? Like, oh, I am. on me about the damn McLean. So, <laughs> the way my life is wrapped up, look, look the whole got to take a time, okay? So, but it's Alex House. That's what I'd be telling you. It's oh, Alex House. So you need to get on it. But I know, I know. But this book right here. Like yeah, I just, William say, this book right here, nigga, this book right here, it wasn't my favorite at yeah. all. It just, it just had, it's just a lot of stuff that I really expected and ex- mm-hmm. a, a lot of stuff that I wanted, a lot of questions that I, I felt needed to be answered mm-hmm. wasn't answered in this book. And 100%. like I said, and I stand by it, 10 toes down, I stand by this, Ella and our man should not have been together. I stand by that. My word is gospel. Okay. <laughs> and that's the gospel truth. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I agree. I I I I I will agree that by the end of the story, I did not see these two together as a couple at all. So <laughs> y'all, this is what I gotta deal with. So so I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted more of yeah. I just wanted more with this yeah. story. I needed and I wanted more. I wanted more resolved, yes, relationships, and we didn't get that. I'm yeah. just gonna, I'm gonna leave it at that. I nice. needed more resolved relationships, and what really weighed heavy on me was his relationship with his mother. I really did not get that. I needed more with that, and that was just that was just too neatly wrapped up in a bow, you know. And I ain't like that. I ain't like that at all. And I so, think, like put him through the ringer because I feel like everybody, uh, when they make mistakes, they deserve a second chance and of course, to be course. redeemed. But I feel like he was not held accountable for anything that he did. Him okay. and his mom need to have a conversation. His therapist was just sitting there like, he like, therapist, do your job. <laughs> Ask him the right questions. Like, y'all just sitting here like, uh, I feel like I want to fuck some shit up. I feel like I want, like... <laughs> no, Armand. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
No. And then the way that Kim came at Leland talking about this is a conversation that you don't you don't want to have. You like you hiding stuff from your husband. And I get it. She wanted to earn her son's trust, but that 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 that, that bothered me. Because another thing, you tiptoeing over this man because you don't want him to get mad at you because, you know, but then you withholding information from your husband and then but really up to that point, about it. But really up to that point, Armin wasn't even really fucking with her like that. No, he was not. So I'm trying to understand like, girl, what? And then she telling Leland, this is not a com- this is not a conversation you want to have, Leland. And Leland, you know, and you know that that man love his wife, so he gonna back down, you know. But well, that's why I just felt like it was just it, every it, there were there weren't any like resolved conflicts no. No. at all. Um, and you know, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. No, not a, no, no, no resolved conflicts. Not enough uh, healing conversations, and yeah, there's some really incomplete narratives going on here. And yeah. yeah, and I feel like Alex already already really had storylines drawn out for this for these characters from previous mm-hmm. books, mm-hmm. and because it actually didn't follow any of the storylines that she had in the previous books, it just didn't work for me. And like I said, I stand 10 toes down with me saying that these two should not have been together. In my opinion, they should not have should, should not have been together. They should have been with other people so that we can actually get um, a complete resolution mm-hmm. and healing journey for this, for Ella and Armand. Because Ella growing, we went from teenage Ella to young adult Ella. In the beginning, it's like Will Smith did that little picture thing on M and uh, Men in Black, and we ain't know nothing. We should have been, we, we you know, we sh- we should have been privy to that. You understand? Yeah. So that's why I said either Ella and Amon shouldn't have been together, or this book should have been way more than two hundred, less than two hundred pages. This book should have been. For this couple, I'm expecting at least 500 pages. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I, yeah, I agree. And I don't even dig long books, but this definitely needed to be a long. And I would have set my black ass yeah. up and read the whole goddamn book. It was 500 pages. Yeah, if we if we would have just got some a, a lot more healing and and more resolved conversations and relationships, yeah, I would have stayed up for it. But yeah, hell yeah, um, I would have stayed up and shoot, I'd be staying up for. All Alex House book, I'm reading it. I don't care how many pages it is. It took me two, three, four, five days. I'm reading it. So I, I just feel like I, I wanted more. The, the, the world for the day is more. More, bitch. More. Um, so I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Um, you know, um, I think, damn, we did good. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, I yeah. So I, I I agree with Tama. So yeah, it wasn't my this wasn't one of my favorite books for her, but hey, you ain't gonna love everything, and that's and that's perfectly okay. So yeah. All right. So uh, y'all, that is it for us. 
those are our books uh, that we, uh, you know, that we had the conversations about. Um, Thank you. Y'all can check these books out on Amazon and uh, Charish's book is on BN. Um, Alex's book you can purchase on Amazon in her website, mm-hmm. you know. As we always say, whatever we did not enjoy, you still get into it, pick it up because listen, everybody read different and hey, it is what it you know. It uh, is thank what it you is. to the authors for um trusting us with their books. Thank yes. you to the ARCs and yes. we appreciate you and we look forward to reading more from you in the future. And with that, that is a wrap. Uh, we thank y'all so much for good listening night, guys. in. And until the next bout of shenanigans, good night. Good night. Hey, y'all. It's Sharonda. If you're at the end of this episode, well, we thank you so very much. Be sure y'all following us on our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Brazenly Shady. Check out the book or books we discussed in this episode. The deets are in the show notes. And until the next bout of shenanigans, we'll talk to y'all then.